Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with the Fabulous Three. And that includes not only myself, but my girl Tam and my man Front Row Kenny. How you guys doing on this Sunday evening? What it do, booze? What it do? What's happening? I'm not going to ask Kenny this question, but Renee, aren't you glad the season is almost over? Oh, <laughs> uh, you ain't. I, I couldn't have said that enough myself in, in any better way. I, I am just thrilled that we're almost done with this season. Not because of anything else, but because it's just been so long of just, and Tam, I know we always say this, but it's just seems so long of a season. And even with the pandemic thing uh, that, that happened this year, it's still just a, a long season to where you get towards the end and it just seems like it just drags along. Unlike the NBA, NASCAR wasn't, like NASCAR obviously was affected by the COVID, but they made up all those games. It wasn't like a super long break. Like NASCAR was like, look, we still going to get these races in. So it took what, what was NASCAR <laughs> off like two or three weeks? If yeah. That. <laughs> Like, they were like, yeah, we're going to figure this out. But I just feel like it's every year it's the same thing. But I think I'm just fatigued this year because it's so much on TV all at one time. Like, we had the NBA, which, as you guys know, shout out to the LA Lakers, world champions. Yeah. It was like NBA, NFL, tennis, Major League Baseball, NASCAR. Then whatever you watch on HBO, whatever you watch on Showtime. The only thing that hasn't really been out there is Netflix. I'm like, where's all, where's Stranger Things? Like all the Netflix shows I watch, actually some of them aren't even coming back, but that's a whole nother story. But nonetheless, Renee, how was your weekend? Kenny, how was your weekend? Oh yeah. Well, my weekend was pretty much uh, kind of uh, almost the same, just uh, kind of nice and relaxing. Didn't do much uh, and actually kind of put in some extra time of work at the hospital. So uh, that was pretty much my story this whole weekend. Uh, how, how was yours, Kenny? Uh, to tell you the truth, it was it was long. <laughs> so obviously, um, I'm doing all of Kansas social media this weekend. So it was a pretty long weekend. I think I probably have not went to sleep before 10 o'clock since Thursday. Yeah, I think every other day I probably went to sleep after midnight. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to some rest. Um, the weekend itself with the racing was was pretty good. I thought it was um pretty fun. We had some wild ones, but other than that, I didn't really do too much else. So I'm looking forward to um relaxing this week just a little bit and kind of like wind it down. Because honestly, I can't believe we only have three races left. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. And just a reminder for those that don't know, when Kenny says he was doing social for Kansas, Kenny actually works for the sanctioning body that is NASCAR. So just wanted to remind people of that, that may be like, what is he talking about? Yeah, so my weekend was what it was. I bought a new plant and her name is Portafina because if you didn't know, I am, one of my goals in life is to have a Ferrari Portafino. So I named Mm. my plant Right on. Portofina, because I actually already have a plant named Ferrari. So I have a plant named Millie, as in millionaire. (laughs) 
one named <laughs> Billy, as in billionaire. And then I have Ferrari, who is growing quite well. And I just added a new addition, Portofina. Hey, wow. Portofina, how you doing, boo? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's jump into some NASCAR talk. Well, no, do we need to talk about the Cowboys get slaughtered? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Plus. to Cam Newton, who came back and he lost, but it is to be expected considering that he had no practice. It seemed like he was practicing before the game, trying to get 10 days of practice in. Shout out to Tom Brady because, you know, people say that that guy Aaron Rodgers is great, but Tom Brady showed him what greatness really is about. So shout out to Tom Brady. And I'm going to give a shout out to the Dodgers just because. And I guess we do need to give a shout out to Renee's Houston Rockets because they got what they deserved, I think. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Okay, Renee had no comment to that. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm here. Uh, I was laughing because it, it, uh, it's it's the actual it's the Houston Astros first. Uh, you said Rockets, but uh, oh <laughs> they, yeah, they lost too. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First of all, why did I say Houston Rockets? I meant to say the Houston Astros. Yeah, and you know what? I specifically tried not to pay too much attention to the Astros playing, and I told a friend of mine this. I said, you know, I was like, I really hope that they they lose because the quicker they lose, the quicker I can have people stop telling me how much they how much of a cheating team they are, which <laughs> which I which I totally understand. But what I like to tell people is. Well, I didn't coach the team, and I certainly didn't bring the trash cans to the stadium. So, <laughs> well, That's a here's fair the point. thing: it is what it is. Like to be perfectly honest, I don't root against the Astros, but I do think that had they have made it to the World Series, it would have just been more rhetoric in regards to them cheating. But this way, oh, yeah. I it agree. just kind of lets it die down a little bit. So if they make it next year, I don't think it would be as many people talking crap about the cheating scandal. This is the kind of thing that in sports that you have to, it's going to take years for it to just to kind of, uh, you know, go away and, and, and die down. It's just like the whole steroid scandal when, when all the players were, were caught using those steroids. And, and those guys heard that for years. I mean, every time they came up to bat, every time... This is just another thing that the Astros are going to have to suck up and deal with in their own way. One thing I want to say about the steroid era before we jump into some NASCAR talk, I find it interesting that Barry Bonds will never live down the steroid era. However, you don't hear many people talking as much about Mark McGuire. And because he was right along in that whole mix of things when it was yeah, going yeah. down. But and you so barely hear people say his name when they're talking about it. And so was Alex Rodriguez. And I mean, who was who's a big time limelight player. And, and none of those guys, none of those. Well, guys, A-Rod uh, admitted it. Well, A-Rod admitted it, but it's still like, I agree with what you're saying. I still don't think that none of the players actually get more crap about it than Barry Bonds. Yeah, that's true. and the thing that's crazy is that A-Rod admitted it. Yeah. So that's what really makes it interesting. He don't get no flack for it, though. He that's the craziest no part. And I'm like, <laughs> nobody else, did somebody else come clean aside from A-Rod? It was like one other player. Well, if I it think, was, I remember the I hearings, know. like, vaguely. Yeah, I believe, uh, what, was the, what was the pitcher's name? Um, 
Oh, there uh, was a pitcher, but I don't, I can't think of his yeah. name off the top. But his nickname is the Rocket. Gosh, he played. He played for Boston and the Yankees and the Blue Jays. Man, if any of our listeners, you know, might be able to chime in and let us know who that was. Can't think of the guy's name, and I'm pretty good at names in baseball, but I can't think of it. But yeah, so anyway, Roger Clemens. Ro- Roger Clemens. Yeah, there Roger you go. Clemens. Because he did. He was doing the whole hearings in D.C. and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a question: Do you think A. Rod is going to the Baseball Hall of Fame? Well, that's the whole that that's the whole thing that brings it back to uh, uh, Barry Bonds. I see a lot of people saying that inside baseball, saying that it, it'll be hard for Barry Bonds to get in because uh, of the whole steroid era. But then here you got these other guys who seem to like I don't know not not that they're okay with it, but they, they seem like they're almost uh, guaranteed a spot in the Hall of Fame. Well, I think it's the likability with a Rod. He's on the scene. He's popular. He has J Lo on his arm. But I mean, even aside from J Lo, he was doing yeah, pretty no well for I, himself. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, no. But I'm just saying he was doing pretty well for himself in terms of he's on Major League Baseball on Fox. Yep. I think J Lo was think just a bonus. Down, yeah, but I think it boils down to attitude. <laughs> Big bonus. It's like Ken Griffey Jr. Dare anybody ever say anything bad about Ken Griffey Jr.? Like yeah, he's just likable. Hat to the back, always with a smile on his face, you know. Yeah. Okay, let's jump into some NASCAR talk because we've talked 10 minutes about everything but NASCAR. I am not going to give you guys the top 10, but what I will do is break down the playoffs from Kansas where we stand today, heading into the next race of the round of eight and where those eight drivers that are still alive and well in the playoffs, where they placed at Kansas. Joy Logano won, securing him a spot in the championship four. Harvick was battling to the end with Joy Logano. He came in second. Denny Hamlin, who is currently third in the playoff standings, he came in 15th at Kansas. Brad Keselowski, who was currently in fourth place in the playoff standings, came in fourth at Kansas. So basically, if the playoffs started today, Joy is in with a win. Harvick is in. Denny and Brad are in. Chase Elliott, who actually led a bunch of laps early on in the race at Kansas, he is right below the cutoff if the playoffs started today. He got a sixth place finish at Kansas. Alex Bowman, he obviously is outside of the playoff cut as well. He would be in a sixth position in the playoffs if the playoffs started today. He actually came in third at Kansas. Martin Truex Jr., he came in ninth at Kansas, and he's in the seventh position for the playoffs. And Kurt Busch, who for the most part had that win at Las Vegas and everything seemed to be going great, he fell completely off. He had an engine blow. And, you know, I love Kurt's new attitude. I always said I feel like he mellowed out in his later years because although you could be huffy and puffy and mad at Hendrick Motorsports because it was a Hendrick engine that blew, he was like, yeah, these things happen. And he came in dead. Was he dead last? Well, actually, Matt Kenseth was dead last, but Kurt came in 38. (laughs) Speaking of Matt Kenseth, Matt and Jimmy Johnson are, are forever notables for the rest of the season. 
Jimmy Johnson came in 31st and Matt Kenseth came in 40th at Kansas. And Clint Boyer, just because Kansas is his hometown and I think I picked him as my alternative. I don't know why, or maybe I picked him to win. He came in 26th. <laughs> we both Here's the thing. Yeah, it was cold at Kansas. Like Frigid. unbelievably cold. <laughs> I think, didn't they start on cold tires at the beginning of the race? Oh, well, I mean, that's just, that's in general, it was just so cold. Just to put in perspective, an hour away from Kansas, it was snowing. So that lets you, lets you take whatever you want from that, but it was cold. <laughs> it was And I will just add this. Meanwhile, in LA, it was 90 degrees again today. Like I was that's actually crazy. near, well, I was actually in Renee's old stumping grounds, Burbank, and it was 102 degrees in Burbank on Friday. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. But it was too damn hot to sit outside, even with the umbrella. <laughs> yeah, I see. I know. And that's the crazy thing, because, like, you know, you, you, you see these restaurants, and I'm sure this is probably everywhere in the United States, but, I mean, it's amazing, because especially here, like, in, in uh, the Los Angeles area, Burbank or wherever, uh, and they put these tents. It's nice, and, and for the most part, we have nice weather, Tam, but sometimes, like, down in those valleys, it just gets way too hot, and it's like, I don't care. How many tents or umbrellas you put up? It's just too hot to eat outside. Here's the thing I always say. Most people, like their dream is to have a convertible car and drive up the coast of California. And as someone who has a convertible, I rarely put the top down, especially in the daytime, because it's just too damn hot to be driving <laughs> in LA with the top down. Like it sounds all good, but I feel like it's like just not cool. And I know that sounds really crazy to say it's not cool to put your top down in a convertible, but it's extremely hot. And I can barely take it without the top down because, you know, that one arm, everybody, one arm is darker than the other one because of the sun in California. <laughs> I guess it would be your left arm. The arm closest to the window is always darker because you get a lot of sun. But yeah, that was a hashtag Tim's rant. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> Okay, what else is going on in NASCAR? Well, I will say from the Kansas race in general, at least a cup race, it seems like we had a lot of people that were pretty unhappy. Like Everyone was either on one side of the fence. Everyone was either, all right, this is good. This is fine. Other side, this is terrible. I can't, I can't take this. I don't want this. Get away, get away from it completely. So I don't know. I thought we had quite a interesting race for as cold as it was in Kansas and Usually, as the famous word on this podcast, or you could almost say the drinking word for NASCAR Twitter as as a whole, is the package. (laughs) (laughs) Or the phrase. That's the drinking phrase of the year and has been for the last two years or so. I feel like it's just something that, you know, people are always going to talk about. And it's obviously that next year you won't get as much of this because next year the package has changed a little bit in terms of how many races it'll have it. I think 23 out of 26 or out of 36 events are going to have the high horsepower, low downforce is what people are really, you know, yearning for versus what we have now. And I don't know, what did you guys think about the race this weekend? I thought it was okay. I'd be lying if I didn't pull a Tam and, uh, you know, take a nap here and there. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it was what it was. I mean, it's almost like I just had no opinion on it, but uh, I, I don't know, Tam. Did, how many naps did you take? <laughs> I actually didn't take a nap, but I did take a long kitchen break. No, the thing is, all day I've been a little sluggish saying that I was going to take a nap. I just never got around to it. 
But I did take a long kitchen break and a kitchen break. <laughs> yeah, I was making lunch. Yeah, I I'm indifferent about this race to be honest. Like I didn't really. I don't want to say I thought it was boring. It just was what it was. It. I don't think I like Kansas. That's probably the issue right there. Like I don't. I know we've had some violent accidents at Kansas and. Yeah, no, I I can't even make anything up. It it was the race was on, but I didn't get into it. My neighbors weren't like shut up. <laughs> you know, I didn't. There was just nothing. We almost had it like that. It could have. I feel like at the end. So I'm gonna reference the end of the race, right? And this has happened on more than one occasion this season. Like I'll go far far as back as in the summer. At Michigan, so it was Denny and Harvick. Obviously, those are the two that a lot of people are picked for the title favorites. Those two were going at it on the Sunday race, I believe. I could be wrong, but I believe it was a Sunday race. And those last couple laps, those two were trying to pretty much make take the air away from one another, so they couldn't, so they could stall the other car up, so they wouldn't have any type of issues. And we saw Joey Logano basically do a lot of the same thing. And to be honest with you, I'm not saying that is the bottom line most skillful thing in the world to do to take the air away from somebody else but it's it is what he had to do just like he quoted in what he said or as Harvick would say he was a good blocker he's correct he definitely is he has made some moves like that in the past even at super speedway races where it's way more dangerous but <laughs> it's just what what you get from this and how how everything ends up working out with the package and how the cars work and it's just kind of difficult for someone to catch somebody I feel like what would have made the ending pretty good is if we had a chance to see Harvick and Joey really truly go at it. It's possible when you have a situation of low downforce and also giving the drivers more power and giving them on and off throttle time. That helps those battles that we've ever had at Kansas and any other place. I mean, I can think back in 2015 when it happened like that before. It was crazy. You know, that's what it is. But again, I know most people probably don't really favor half mile tracks as it is so i don't i don't really know what more you can kind of get out of that i thought the weather was the perfect storm for the current package and that's typically where it has shined is when it's cool outside or when it's cold and there's just enough grip and there's enough to cause a lot of problems and kansas has got a pretty beat up paid set of pavement because i don't think it's been around for that long so we thought that's what we were going to get. We didn't get exactly every single thing. I thought the restarts were pretty crazy, as usual, where you got to get all you can get. Surprisingly, not as many wrecks as we had in July. That race, I thought we were going to wreck the whole field, but we didn't. So I don't know. We'll we'll just have to see. But I guess onward to Texas and maybe no more violent crashes for the rest of the season because we did get one on Saturday. Someone dug up a old tweet. I don't know if it was a tweet or they took it from our Instagram, but... They dug up that tweet or it it was a Dell Jr.'s quote that we reposted where he said we talk about the package too much or whatever. I'm paraphrasing, but there was a whole discussion going on about that. People seem to just not be happy with the race in general, because I recall one comment saying that, oh, NASCAR should worry about better racing, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Here's the thing. You have said this before i think you said it earlier i know you said it last week nascar fans they just will always have something to say and they're so split like some like it some don't that's the craziest part yeah i don't want to say you can't please nascar fans but some like it and some don't i don't know it's 50 50 and 
to the picture you're referring to, that is um, this guy named Lefty. That is, I, I don't know what his real name is. I believe it's like Noah or whatever, whatever his first and last name is. I can't get it right off the top of my head. Cool guy. There's a lot of the paint scheme stuff in the NASCAR community. He's made some really cool paint schemes. And actually, he designed Jimmy Johnson's paint scheme for next week at Texas. I don't know when it comes out, but it should be coming out soon. Speaking of Jimmy Johnson, there was a comment on the NASCAR Reddit board, and mm-hmm. people don't seem to be happy with the way NASCAR is handling Jimmy Johnson's last season as a full-time NASCAR Cup driver. And I wanted to know, do you guys agree or disagree? Do you think NASCAR is doing an okay job? Could they do better? Is it COVID? What else can you do? What do you guys think? My opinion would be, I think the whole COVID thing is kind of like maybe altered maybe some of the things that they maybe wanted to do or could have done. Uh, I'm not sure what, what more NASCAR can do in terms of trying to stay within the boundaries of making it safe. Uh, not just for Jimmy Johnson and his family, but for his team and, and some of the other drivers and stuff. I don't think the fact that Jimmy Johnson actually uh, testing positive for COVID uh, earlier in the season d- didn't help matters any, but I'm not sure what else they, that more that they, they could do. To be honest with you, I'm with you on the same thing. As I said, it beyond with you twice, but <laughs> either way, yeah, I feel like the COVID situation is probably also helping this not happen as big or as big as Tony Stewart or Dale Jr. or the one who really kicked this all kicked this whole entire thing off of having a send off year with Darrell Waltrip and Richard Petty, those two, for example, when they left, they used to. I don't know what it is if that's like a driver driven thing. I know Richard Petty's was look. I'm getting ready to roll out in NASCAR. I'm gonna do this for the fans. We're gonna do X, Y, and Z all year. It's planned out. Obviously, that was in 1992. Things were different. And as we progressed on and on, everyone has done it a little bit differently. Some have done it with a bang. A Matt Kenseth, when he was done, he was like, look, I'm done. That's just it. Obviously, he came back. But still, Dell Jr., he had a huge rollout throughout the year. Same thing with Tony Stewart. He had a big thing. Jimmy Johnson has had his moments, but it just probably hasn't been as big. And I feel like one of the things he said before in the interview was he was more pumped up about doing this for the fans necessarily and being able to be with them. But just can't do that right now. So I feel like probably a lot of his things that he wanted to do got derailed. But I guess as we roll closer to Phoenix, we'll figure out what else they're going to do. I know Brett Moffitt, who is in the championship for the truck series at Phoenix, he'll be running a Jimmy Johnson scheme. I believe it's based off the 2006 uh, first championship season. So I don't know what more else is going to happen from here on out. I haven't heard anything myself, but I'm sure there'll be more things. But I don't know what's the bar and what is, you know, what is adequate enough, if that makes sense. Because I I love Reddit to death, but sometimes things can be a little out of control. (laughs) Yeah, I'm actually trying to think about Dale Jr.'s send-off. I don't remember anything super spectacular. I'm sure it happened. I think that year that Dale, like I went to probably 10 races that year. If not more, I don't know. It's all you guys know. It's always a blur with me. I have a hard time remembering and distinguishing certain races. But yeah, and you know, speaking of Dale Jr., shout out to him and Amy. They welcomed another baby girl. Wow. What did they name her? Uh, did not catch that. Not sure. Huh. Huh. Well, they have Isla, and I'm sure this baby has a, a unique name. 
Here's the thing, though. When they have a boy, and if they have a boy, <laughs> do you think Dale will name him Dale? Or you uh, think, I, I think it's a... It's a highly possibility. I don't think he will. And here's why. Because we know Dale Earnhardt Jr., Dale Earnhardt, the name, was a lot to live up to. And I think considering everything that Dale went through, I just don't see him naming his son if he was to have a son, um, Dale Earnhardt. Yep. The name Earnhardt already carries a lot of weight. And obviously, you guys are super NASCAR fans, our listeners, so you know that Dale is not, Dale Jr. is not Dale Sr.'s oldest son. But he got the name. And to be the junior, that's a lot. Nobody even really pays attention to Carrie or Jeffrey, which is the grandson. The funny thing is, is that Jeffrey and Carrie look just like the senior boy. Like <laughs> they, I mean, that those were some strong genes right there. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. We have talked about so much and in all honesty and being transparent, we were actually done with the podcast and then all this breaking news happened. And here's the thing. We kind of knew what was happening. Well, I won't say kind of. We knew, but we couldn't talk about it until it was officially announced. But as you guys have heard, because when you hear this podcast, you'll already know the news about, one, Kyle Larson being reinstated by NASCAR. Two, it being announced that Chase Briscoe, not Chase Elliott, but Chase Briscoe is going to drive the number 14 for Stuart Haas Racing. He is going to replace my main man. Well, I don't know if Clint Boyer is my main man because actually Tony Stewart is my main man. Clint Boyer is just my boy. But Clint Boyer, we know he's added to the booth. But what we just found out, and it's been confirmed, Chase Briscoe is actually going to drive to number 14 starting 2021. And it's been officially confirmed that Eric Jones will drive for Richard Petty Motorsports. So all that happened in a span of 24 hours. Larson, I don't really have a comment on Larson's situation because I felt as if, or I feel as if I've already discussed my feelings regarding this on other podcasts. It's happening. It's here. No one really cares what anybody else thinks because Clearly, the NASCAR PR machine was working in overdrive. Larson went on the Today Show or one of those shows with Gail King. I don't know. I don't watch any of those morning talk shows. But it's already set up to paint this picture that he is sorry for what he did and that he's been in the community helping minority kids and blah, 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 and hoopla, hey. And the reality is, is that all is forgiven in NASCAR world, but I'm just going to leave this question. Neither one of you guys have to respond. Kenny, definitely don't respond. But I'm going to leave this question. And not that anybody cares, but I will go out on a limb and say at least 98% of people of color are not going to accept Larson's apology and don't care because the damage is done. And we're a forgiving people, but real talk, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that. And ironically, you know, it's a tough one when you're a person of color and you're working for 
a company that reinstates, I guess, technically an employee that was suspended for using a racial slur. Like, dude, that's crazy. I saw a couple of tweets. People either happy that Larson is reinstated or you aren't. I don't have, well, I won't say I don't have an opinion because that would not be telling the truth. But such is life. Life goes on. So I'm moving on. We already know my favorite drivers. <laughs> That's the only way I can say it. Renee? Yeah, I think that whole issue with Larson being reinstated, uh, you know, and, and I understand they made him go through sensitivity training and I know he's apologized, but I personally agree. I think the damage has been done. It will take some time for him to uh, personally to get over this and people to get over it of what he said. It'd be one thing if it was something completely different in regards of what he did, but but this is something that's going to be very difficult for him to to get over with and people accept an apology from him and forgive him for because it's just something that, that especially because of the... No, and, and you know what? I, I take that back. And not just because of the times that we're going through because they are sensitive times, uh, but I think even if, if we weren't going through what we are, we are going through in this country right now, but I think it would still be a terrible thing for him uh, to get over with. Uh, because that's just something that's that's very, very, I guess the word I'm looking for is very, very sensitive, but especially right now. So, uh, Kenny, because we are all, and, and especially, you know, Tam, you as well, are, are more people of color than I am. I know you guys probably uh, see a little bit more of the bigger picture here, but I just want you to know that I do as well because of the background that I have with my son being half black and half Mexican himself. So uh, I think it's just going to take some time for for people to forgive him for this. Well, people have already forgiven him, but my, I guess my take on it is that, of course, people who are not of color have already forgiven him. But Right, that's what and, I meant. And that's, I guess, at the end of the day, People make mistakes. I've said this before, and I wholeheartedly think that people should be given a second chance. I guess my big issue is, is because he used the word ending in ER. And that is like, dude, this is 2020. Who the hell says that word? So I'm going to leave it at that because you know what? It is what it is. Kenny, what do you think about Chase Briscoe being in the number 14 or going to the number 14 or being behind the wheel of the number 14 next year. I think that's probably like the best move they could have ever made. I think it was it was on the horizon. And actually, matter of fact, before looking at some of the older articles about Chase Briscoe, I came across one that he mentioned this. He said he needs about eight wins or so to get himself. He feels like to be Sunday ready or ready for the Cup Series. Well, I think he has knocked that out the park by a good, a good shot. He won at Kansas this week, this past weekend. He's in the championship four. He's got nine wins on the season. So there it is right there. And of course, we still have three more races left to go. And he's a very big favor for the championship without a doubt. And he, I mean, he's a very, very talented driver. Also Indiana native came from a dirt background when he got to cut, when he got to Xfinity. He has made it work. I mean, his first season, he got to win the Roval. We were actually there for that, which is crazy to think. <laughs> then 2019, he got to win, one win that year. But this year, he has just been on an absolute tear. Like, he is fantastic. And I think he's like the perfect replacement in the 14. I think he's young enough. He's going to have a lot to learn, obviously. It may not be a star-studded season. It may not be a Jeff Gordon season or anything like that. But I think he'll be 
a pretty good fit for that ride, honestly. He's one of the best in that series right now, without a doubt. What's interesting is that most people thought that Larson was going to end up in the 14 because Tony seemed to really want him. But let's be honest, any team owner wants Larson behind the wheel. But what it seems to be, and again, you know, it hasn't been confirmed, but it looks like Larson is headed to Hendrick Motorsports. Now, I have a question for both of you guys. Do you think Eric Jones wins a <laughs> a cup race in Richard Petty's 43? Hmm, boy, that's that's a god, that, that yeah, I, that's such a tricky one cuz I don't I I want to say yes because I like Eric Jones as a driver. I'm really pulling for the the kid to to win one. I mean, I really am, but but I mean, I was pulling for Bubba Wallace to win one when he was in the 43 as well. So, Kenny, I'm going to say I think he can. I, there is a young driver that can pull it off. Maybe it might be Eric Jones. What comes to mind for you, Kenny? I would probably say on the latter half, no. And the other half, yes. It's like kind of 50-50 for me, to be honest with you. Where he has one, and I've seen this in person, is at super speedway races where somehow, some way, he has found a way to survive at the end. He got his first win at Daytona. So, you know, that was that then and also won the Southern 500 about a year ago or so now. But... Yeah, I just don't really see it happening. We'll, we'll, I mean, we'll see. I don't know how much money he's bringing to the table, and that's going to be a big factor in whether they get better or they, you know, kind of stay stagnant. So I guess that's kind of like a wait and see type of deal. Okay, one last question before we move on: Who's a better driver, Bubba Wallace or Eric Jones? Hmm. <laughs> Kenny, I'll let you go first. Okay, nobody wants to touch it. So to be honest, that's kind of tough. I'm not going to lie because like the. Yeah, it is. Okay, so the, we'll just leave that just question the in the yeah. minds of our listeners. If you are listening to this podcast and you have thoughts on it. In fact, maybe we'll make it a Twitter poll. There you go. Tweet us. Turns, no breaks. Okay, well, is it time for predictions or did I miss anything? I, we talked about Kansas. We didn't mention that Denny Hamlin hit the wall, but you guys watched the race. Not sure if that's important. He just needs to get himself together so he's in that championship <laughs> four because yeah. I believe he was my pick again this year to win. I really thought that last year was going to be his year to finally win a NASCAR Cup championship, but it didn't happen. I am hoping it happens this year. However... That Dango, Joy, and Brad, they're pesky. They're still hanging in there. And it is feasible that Joy or Brad could get another championship. But I would like Denny to get his first championship. That would actually be freaking awesome if he got the championship and then next year started his new team with Michael Jordan. Yeah, I agree. But He's... Yeah, but let's not count out Chase Elliott because Chase is lurking and Alex, you know, Alex may do something. I don't really have that feeling for Truex this year. Like, it just doesn't seem like he has that that winning thing going on, but you never know. Kurt, I think, I don't know. I just don't really, Kurt, I feel like needs to win to get in. I don't know the numbers, but it seems logical because he is an eighth out of the eight drivers but yeah yeah so okay do we want to add anything else or are we just going straight into some predictions well 
I guess I could say I like a championship pick. That's that's a thought for me as well, Denny. That'd be real cool if he could actually win it. I feel like he has had a couple of them just taken away. He has been so close a couple times in his career. He's realistically, I think, should have at least two championships, to be, to be quite honest. But we'll see how it pans out. I don't know. I feel like Kurt Busch is a, is a sleeper pick. Like, I don't know. Texas is, is interesting. I feel like Texas, you got to get all you can get because Martinsville is going to be crazy. I can just feel it in my soul. <laughs> that's like the best that's like the best way i can describe it like martinsville is the cutoff race for every single series and i think it all three races that weekend are going to be nuts and two weeks we'll see who makes the championship for but i feel like we've had a pretty decent season if i'm being honest i could see chase elliott winning at martinsville and getting in the championship four but the problem is is that <sighs> i like chase I'm not quite sure if it's his time to win yet. And I this is really random and I'm jumping ahead. But I also feel like if he's in the championship four with Joey and just say Harvick and Brad, he already lost because Chase is not ruthless. Joey will wreck you and smile. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and, you know and, what? That, that is like not even further from the truth because you know he would. Yeah. 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 And Chase has gotten a lot better, but he just doesn't. And I, I, you guys know I love Chase. He just doesn't have that ruthless thing. And it's okay. Oh, like, just say if it was Chase, Alex, and two other drivers in the championship for it would be perfectly fine. But Joy has demonstrated time and time again <laughs> that he has no shame. Yeah, he don't. But and guess what? What? What's that? Guess who's guess who's has won their last. Guess who won their last at Phoenix? Take a guess. At Martinsville oh. or Texas? Uh, no, at Phoenix. If since Joey oh, is going to Phoenix, yeah, oh, take Joey. a guess who won their last exactly. And his teammate Brad, Brad. he won at Richmond. Similar track because they're kind of flat. Yeah, if it's them versus him, yeah, I think I'm taking a Penske car all day every day. Yeah. I have jumped ahead. I dragged you guys right with me. So let's get <laughs> back to Texas. So it is time for some predictions. It's time for race predictions. Renee, who you got for Texas Motor Speedway? Your home track. Well, yeah, technically, what? your yeah. home is California, <laughs> but your family my, is still in Texas. Right. My old stopping grounds, as they say, the big, great state of Texas. All right. So I'm actually going to go, and the reason why I'm going to pick this particular driver is because uh, kind of based on of what, Tam, you were kind of talking about earlier about him, but I'm going to go with Kurt Busch only because I like Kurt Busch. I like the fact that he's had, a, I think ever since he won at Vegas, he just seems to have a really good positive energy about him that I really like. And I would really, really like to see Kurt Busch get in. Uh, so for that reason, I'm going to actually go with Kurt Busch as my winner. But my alternative pick, I'm actually going to go with Chase Elliott. So look for Kurt Busch to win. And if not, don't be surprised if you see um, my guy, my second guy, Mr. Chase Elliott, win that race. So uh, those are my picks. I'm sticking with them. What do you say, Kenny? Got some pretty good picks, Renee. I like them. They're pretty cool. But just like you said, we're going to Texas Motor Speedway. So it should be a pretty interesting race. Austin Dillon was your last winner at Texas, believe it or not. <laughs> that's tam's guy right there however 
For my predictions, I'm rolling with Kevin Harvick, a.k.a. the closer. I think he is going to be able to get himself another win at Texas and lock himself into the championship race at Phoenix. And if he does, he's another problem for anybody that's in that championship. It'll be a pretty good one. And for my alternative pick, I'm going to roll with Alex Bowman. Felt like he was pretty close at Kansas. He was doing really, really good. He was closing in on Joey and old Harvick at the, at one point, but just didn't have enough time. But I think he'll be a good pick for Texas this coming weekend. So with that being said, Miss Tam, what are your picks? Kenny, it's so interesting that you said Alex Bowman, because as I was listening to you guys speak, three drivers' names popped in my head. One was Chase Elliott, the other was Alex Bowman, and then Kevin Harvick's name popped up. And I was having (laughs) a flashback to the time I was in Texas, and I hung out with Chase's dad, as in Awesome Bill from Dawsonville. And of course, I hung out with Alex Bowman, and I hung out with Alan, Chase's crew chief, and I, again... The times and the races get mixed up, but this particular race, I have photos of going to dinner with all these guys, and um, Kyle Petty was there. So I feel like I'm still mixing up some of the days, or two different races at Texas, but these things did happen because I have proof that they happened. I just don't know which race was which race. But then at the same, I'm thinking about... Alex, something about Alex, but I just can't see Alex in the championship four. Like I have my championship four already in my head, but I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to pick Harvick for the win. And I'm not going to pick Alex. I'm going to pick Chase as my alternative. So I said all that to say Harvick (laughs) for the win and Chase as my alternative. All right. Well, there you go, uh, NASCAR fans. Those are our picks. What say you hit us up on our social media? And that is across the board at Turns No Breaks. Again, across the board, that's at Turns No Breaks. And tell us who you think is going to win this weekend. So for Tam, Kenny, myself, we always appreciate you tuning in, listening to all Turns No Breaks. Thank you for supporting our podcast. Continue to support our podcast. And please, if you know anybody that loves NASCAR just as much as you do, just as much as we do, let them know that this podcast is for fans by fans. And we always appreciate more support and more love from you guys. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next week on another episode of All Turns and No Breaks. See y'all. We got three more races left. That's crazy. Shout out to the Dodgers and shout out to the two gingers that play for the Dodgers. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in. 